ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. Joining me once again is Alex DeWayhe. Alex, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Nathan. To the program. Will you commit? The program? Will you commit to this program? I, it's hard. Did I already? I forget. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing Jason Bourne, the latest of the Bourne movie franchise, the fifth in the franchise, and returning with Matt Damon. We're going to go ahead and just get into that this week. It's going to be a short episode, probably, because, well, we all got things to do, places to go, people to see. And Jason's been born. Alex, what did you think of this movie? Actually, no. I'm going to go first. Okay, you go first. I was disappointed. Okay. I'm just going to lay that out there right off front. Sure. Um, first off, the, the theater experience I saw it in was actually a really good experience. I saw it down in Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, at an AMC Prime. Ticket was like $20 a ticket. Ouch. But, uh, like, it was a big theater, nice, good good seats. They actually have, like, little vibrations in the seats every now and then. Like a massage chair? No. Eh, maybe. Uh, it wasn't a massage, but oh, it was like... like an action If there's an explosion, it's like... Sure, boom, sure. It vibrates okay, a little bit. Cool. Didn't I use can, it a lot in this movie, but... I can get on. But see, we've talked about this before. That's yeah. where the theaters kind of need to, to move towards that whole experience if right. they want to stay in existence. So it was really cool. Obviously, you're paying a premium for that, but it sure. was good. Like, you had good armrests next to you. You had a leather reclining chair with, mm. like, a, re- you know, a back that went fat... Uh, a back, a back that went back. Does that sound right? That reclined. I mean, there you go. Backs do go back, yeah. <laughs> and then a little foot resting that came up out of the chair too. So oh, you had man. you know everything going there, and it was nice, and it was See, a good. I'd be experience. afraid I'd fall asleep. I'd get too comfy. Well, I mean, I don't think you're gonna get that comfy in a movie, right? But depends on how tired I am. I suppose <laughs> that's true. Uh, but that was a really cool, good experience. Yeah. You know, I was able to enjoy the movie. I even got popcorn, which I no- normally do, but I was just so ready to have a movie experience mm-hmm. here. I got popcorn. I got beer. You know, it was just... Another 30 bucks. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> I was ready to just sit back and, and enjoy the movie and just, you know, be enthralled by Jason Bourne coming mm-hmm. back. So the theater was a good experience. Okay, good. But the movie... I just... I don't know why, but it didn't feel like Bourne to me. You know what I mean? It didn't have the feeling that the first three movies did. It didn't feel like it was a return of Jason Bourne. Um, obviously, this is how many years removed from that movie. It's been a decade, right? Yeah, like I think they say 10. Yep. Yeah. So it's been 10 years, yeah. Um, Matt Damon's still a good actor. He can still play the character, but just didn't feel like it was that it was what I wanted. Uh, there's one thing in particular that if I would have had it in this movie, it would have maybe made me feel better. And that was, you know, when, when Bourne does the little action movies or whatever, and he's just like, all of a sudden, like, lays out a couple guys. Mm-hmm. And in the previous movies, you'd have that little, little thing. Right. Happen. That never happened. <laughs> it never came up. That's like, that is important to me and for a Bourne movie to have, right? You know how Bond has to have that, do 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 Yes. Just once. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. And this is surprising because it's Paul Greengrass again. So, I mean... It's Paul Greengrass. It's Matt Damon. Uh, Julia Stiles is back yeah, for a same, minute. Same writer, too, I think. Uh, uh, or producer Frank Marshall and everything. So, yeah. I mean, the, the whole crew's back. But... <sighs> they missed the sassy line, too, that he has. 
like the I gotcha line, like when he's looking at you from across the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or when he's in the he's in the guy's office, they they missed the sassy line there too. And mm-hmm. his return when they find it, because don't don't they assume that he's dead at this point? Yeah, they, they don't know what's happening. Jumped off a building and he got shot. That's the last time we've seen him. Mm-hmm. But they never they're, found the body. They never found the body. So maybe they assume he's alive on some level. But there wasn't that shock factor when they saw him on the camera for the very first time. Like I thought, Tommy Lee Jones was going to be like, "Oh my God, it's Jason Bourne," or something like that. Speaking of Tommy Lee Jones. Can someone just let him go to sleep? He looks so tired. It's just, uh, he does. I love Tommy Lee Jones. I really do. Yeah, I like, you know, his actor. movies and stuff that he's done. He just did not have the presence that I think that you needed in this movie for his character. Not to be a villain. Right. Because, I mean, he's played a villain before and he's played a pretty decent villain. Yeah. But. Two Face. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, Under Siege Two. Yes. Or yeah. the, what was the first one? Under Siege. Under Siege when on the, when on on the, the ship. Boat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a lot younger than though. A lot younger. Um, he's done too many feel good movies. Too mm-hmm. many movies where he's the good guy. Yeah. I don't think he knows how to play a bad guy anymore because he really doesn't come across as a malintentioned guy. He had a couple faces towards the end that looked pretty menacing. When he was in his suite and he was kind of like laughing, he looked a little menacing, but that's as far as it went. I didn't feel like he was like this big, bad mastermind, anything like that. I, I didn't feel that from him. Right. And he he was. Like, he is the most mastermind of them all, really. He orchestrated the death. Well, at least the in the fifth movie. Oh, it's going to go up a level from right, movie exactly. six. He orchestrated the death of his dad. Right. You know, of Bourne's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's covering this whole thing up and he's, he's he killed his own agents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This Without is a batting bad, an eye. Yeah, this is a bad guy. And he didn't come across as really being a bad guy. Mm-mm. I mean, just the way he acted. It was just like, I needed him to have more of a, a menacing presence when he was on screen. He just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe that's the way that they want to portray it. Like, hey, this is a two-faced guy. <laughs> and he can be a, a suit and the you know, director of CIA in one minute and just mm-hmm. do this backhanded stuff and he doesn't bat an eye. But it felt like there needed to be something. To, to differentiate him. The guy that plays Stryker that was the in the first couple movies, what was his character's name? Bennett? Hirsch? Hirsch? Kirsch? I can't remember. Or Bennett? I think it was. Sure. We'll I can't remember Bennett. what it is. But he, he's a, he brought a good villain role. Like, he is like, you know, when he kills the guy, like, oh, show me what you saw again. You can tell that's a villain. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones just didn't have it. His him is henchman. I'm gonna call him a henchman. That other guy, the other agent, the asset, the asset. Yes. It just felt too forced to me to really be like, oh, uh, he knows who I am. Uh, he, he saw me. He made me. He doesn't. He doesn't. No. Mm-hmm. This is. It felt too contrived, too forced of a story, and there's really no reason for Born to come back. And Nikki dies like five minutes into this movie. I figured she was gonna have a bigger part. I, I did too. However, I actually really enjoyed her her death scene. It was really intense. She and... has aged not well. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah she right. she's <laughs> a little haggard, right? She's, I mean, maybe she would be. Maybe it was uh, purposeful. Like for a second there, I was like, "Is that is that Julia?" Yeah, I mean, running through the streets of a third world countries mm-hmm. for years. I mean, for a decade. I mean, I'd be more interested to have a movie about her getting to that point. 
That would be nice. Yeah. You know, tracking all this information. And then there's the other hacker that makes a, a scene for a two seconds that The knew one that him. she was working with yeah. or that she was working for that DeSalt uh-huh. guy. Yeah. They just... <sighs> you you got to wonder on some level if everybody's heart was in this project, right? Because Matt Damon said once upon a time that he was done with the Bourne movies and that he was never going to come back. Why right? did he come back? I mean, Paul Greengrass is back, yeah. And so Matt Damon came back. They're like a, the pair in this. Yeah, but it's like what you said. I don't see enough of a reason for Jason Bourne to break what he's been doing for the last 10 years to mm-hmm. keep at it. I mean, they say that he's he's reached a tipping point where he now needs answers, uh, more answers. But, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hypocritical, I guess, because at the end of Ultimatum, he kind of got his closure, mm-hmm. and he was kind of at peace with it, I think. At least that's how I interpreted the character. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a shock. It's like, wow, you orchestrated the death of my father, and wow, you know, I thought I joined the program for a different reason, but it's not enough of a reason for him to be so angry. I mean, maybe maybe it was maybe it was Nikki coming to him and saying, hey, I, I found out this information. You need to look at this. He kind of got intrigued, and then they killed her, and that sent him over the edge. Right. It's possible. I can understand that motivation with Nikki dying. Nothing else, really. Right. You know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, at that point, he hadn't really taken any action other than just follow Nikki's orders. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Meet me here. We, we got to go. You've been tracked, you know, trying to get out of the situation. But he didn't start taking action until it became personal, maybe when they killed Nikki. It was his tipping point. Yeah. And the other character in this movie, the, the female CAA hacker team lead lady. Sure. She, I don't understand her motivations for wanting, at, uh, I can't want to call him Abbott, to, for wanting Tommy Lee Jones' character out of the way, to be to have power. his job. Just power. But why? You don't get that from anything that, she, that she's portraying. And she's young. She has no need to, to really be reaching for an obviously 70-year-old man's job. I mean, who was she talking to? The director of national intelligence? And she was vying for Tommy Lee Jones' job after they took him down? Mm-hmm. There's no way that she, he is going to promote her to director of CIA. There's no way. She can't pass. She can't pass for a director of CIA. It has nothing to do with her gender. It's just her age. No way. Oh, and unless, she knows, unless she's black. She knows now some stuff that other agencies might want to have. That could be the whole reason why she's promoted if she is. But you're saying that you're not going to stay on with your current agency unless you're promoted to director? I mean, you're not going to go to another agency and just say, hi, I would like to be the director of your agency. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. It just... For the longest time, let me tell you about Heather Lee, okay? For the longest time, I thought this character was... I thought she was okay as a character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying her identity... Ill-defined motivations. Yes. I thought her identity was concealed, which would conceal maybe a motive, um, you know, her motivation, right? I thought... Do you remember at the end of Supremacy, when he went to see that girl Mm -hmm. and told her that he had killed her, her parents and that he was really sorry and everything like that? I thought this was her. Really? Yes. I thought that she had somehow grown up, forged some documents, got in with the FBI to put an end to the types of program that killed her parents. But at the same time, even though maybe she's a little mad at Jason Bourne, the enemy of her enemy is her friend. So for the time being, that was her motivation to help him, to, to uncover this. What's her end game? What is she getting at? I don't know. You know what I thought her end game was after the very end when we found out that she's 
actually she's just bad. like yeah, yeah she's, she's just, just like everybody as corrupt else. as everybody else i thought she was gonna get in the car she'd see the video and then she'd be gone it would explode well jason wouldn't do that Jason's yeah. never done that kind of that's, thing. That's true. Man, I just, I was really just wanting to see that, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of more interesting to see, like, you know, that that plays back and she has to now live with her mess up. That's you know? true, yeah. It's like, know that, you know, you thought you had me, but you didn't, and now I'm Where's gone. Where's Pamela Landy? Yeah, she, she should have made an appearance. I mean, I really liked her character. Yeah. Um, she was probably one of the best... She character. did what Jason Bourne should have done, just stay out of it. <laughs> I would like to I'd like for them to tell me where she is at, what she's doing or something like I was going to go find Pam, but she was in the Bahamas on a vacation and I couldn't find her. I mean, I, I think I read once upon a time about her character that she was after the events of Ultimatum that she was like exiled from the agencies. Uh, well, it makes sense she because went through the documents. That big long court case, and you know, I think she ended up losing that court case. Well, yeah, because they actually intercepted those documents. They said yeah. that in Legacy. Yeah, so she she's probably just moved on with her life, uh, you know, outside of that. Maybe good for her. I don't know. However, with all this being said, I went into the theater with kind of the same expectations I did with Independence Day Resurgence. It's just going to be a small, mediocre continuation. Of you know, 10, 20 year ago movies, uh, and I'm not holding it in too high regard. I just want to see some Jason Bourne. I want to see some visceral action sequences. A you good didn't really get that though. You didn't think so? Nothing visceral. Oh man, I thought some some of the hits in the way that it was filmed. Although a lot of it is shaky, I'd prefer a mix of right in the action shots mm-hmm. and then you know clean shots. Um, it was more just kind of all over the place sometimes with the camera work. But I can live with it. I thought some of the action scenes were really good. I thought the car chase on the Vegas Strip was awesome. And, I mean... I had problems with the car chase. Okay. It wasn't as good as Supremacy or right. Ultimatum, again, sure. Again, I'm not going to match it up just like I didn't with Independence Day. I'm not going to match it up and expect the same... Because that's just unrealistic, right? We have a nostalgic connection to Jason Bourne. You want to know what's unrealistic... Is a SWAT machine truck just barrel rolling yeah, through all like of these cars and not taking any damage? They're just flo- they're just popping up like uh, aluminum cans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, uh, it's a supercharged, amazingly fast thing because a Dodge Charger can't catch up to it. Yeah, it's just that was just not a good car chase. Yeah, I, I know that they're trying to up the ante. Obviously, that they that they had so much. Going on in, in their previous ones, but they were really they worked really well. This one just like seriously, you're just gonna barge through a whole bunch. Of, and who takes a SWAT truck as their escape vehicle anyway? Yeah, it's like the biggest target on your back. It's like he's not going to lose anybody. Vehicle, it's huge. Yeah, you're not <laughs> gonna lose anybody. I guess he knew he was gonna run over fifty vehicles, and he would need a tank. Just I don't know. Crash into seriously. I know that it's an armored car, but it will take damage. Mm-hmm. It will stop. Yeah. It doesn't just hit cars at... I mean, it couldn't have been going more than like 50 miles an hour. It doesn't just hit cars and pop them away and keep going. No, it would have been have, have to go significantly faster. And I mean, to think about how they would have had to film this on the strip, they would probably have to only block off a couple miles at a time. So he actually couldn't have been going very fast at all in, you know... It didn't feel fast at all. Yeah, that's because of where they were filming. Although I did enjoy watching it on the strip. I did because I've been to Las Vegas. I've walked those streets and it was really cool to see. I was there and Jason Bourne just crashed into the southwest entrance of the Riviera. 
and that was cool. I loved it. I, I it wasn't as good as some of the other ones, and I think where where it missed with you is that this movie made you turn your brain off. It did, and it, it had action, right? It had there were intense moments. I love the back and forth, like the cat and mouse games between Jason Bourne and the agency. They do a good job of, of filtering in and out of those, right? As the op is going on, that's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. But the other ones had you thinking. They should have just removed the uh, the Facebook thing from it. Oh, Deep Dream? Deep Dream. They should have just removed that from the whole plot. It made, it adds nothing to the story. It's just a sidetrack. That's, I mean, I mean, what what did it add to the story? The only thing was... That he was just taking at money the very from end. Yeah, that CIA. CIA helped him start it up. And now the CIA wants him to, to do stuff that he doesn't want to do. I think it was just a it was just a plot enhancement. Maybe not an enhancement. It was just a, a plot just to put certain characters in certain spots at the time. That's exactly right. In the third act, it puts them in that room together. In for Vegas. Him. Yeah. For that convention in the right. hotel room. That's just that's, that's just all it was there for. Because like, why else would he be there? You know what I mean? So, I can see why it missed for you. Um, maybe I just went in with lower expectations than you, and that's why I'm not as disappointed. Um, it's certainly not performing well in the box office. It hasn't even gotten back up to its, bu- its budget yet. Internationally, so, I think it did, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 110, it says. Yeah. So. And that's one week. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a week yet. It's just, we're recording this on Tuesday because we just a little late getting together, but. I mean, it's, it's, it's past its opening weekend. Right. Now, and that's about it. 60 million is not bad. That's something to scoff at. No, yeah, and see, here's here's where I, I'm not saying it's bad. They're going to make their money back. I question maybe some of the people if their heart was actually in this because maybe it was just like, well, if everyone else is doing it, I guess I'll come back and do another movie and it make felt some money. Like, okay, so people were phoning this in, right? It felt like uh, Julia Stiles for sure was phoning this in. Like, I didn't get anything from her character. Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> don't come get me. I'm going to die. I'm going to move so you don't get shot. No. The only guy that actually acted really any way in this movie that I had any attachment to was the uh, the Deep Dream co-founder guy. Or founder. Yeah. That's the only guy that was, like, kind of liked his acting, but I didn't care about his story and his plot. It needed to be taken away. Mm-hmm. So that just leads to the fact is the best thing about this movie as far as acting goes, aside from Jason Bourne, because he's always okay as a, as a character, even though I don't think he was even really... like. I, I just I, it could just I be the age. I mean, it, it could be, but I mean, like, I, I, did you did you ever see Rocky when yeah. Rocky came out? Mm-hmm. I felt more from Sylvester Stallone in that movie than I did from Jason. Well, Warren. of course, but I mean, you can't say that it's the age thing. That are you that's, talking like the older, Rocky Balboa? Yeah, Rocky Balboa, the older one when he came out, and he's he's looking all grizzled and yeah. Right. I got more that, from him. That's a good analog for this, right? Yeah. Because you're rooting for Rocky at that point, and you're kind of rooting for Jason in this one too, but you really you're just along for the ride, and the ride's not really that entertaining. Exactly. Yeah, and that's where I think there's some kind of an emotional disconnect. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They could have made the story so much more powerful and emotional, and I think they just missed on a couple marks. Well, they tried to whole bring up the whole WikiLeaks thing with Snowden, being like they invoked his name and everything. There was even a trailer for a Snowden movie before this movie, and that had more intrigue in it than this movie did. Mm-hmm. And I don't and even care that his dad died. <laughs> No. I just don't even care. <laughs> right. It's just, that was another subplot that they're just trying to use to, to bring Jason Bourne back into the to the franchise, right? Yeah, but, but the, I don't even think that was his motivation. I think Nikki was his motivation. 
I think he was intrigued by some information, but if he's, it, let's say Nikki got away and him on the motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. And he, she doesn't get shot and died. She goes, she shows him. He says, oh, wow. Yeah, they killed my, my dad. That, that, that hurts. Okay, you're going to go take them all down? No. Nah. I mean, I, I don't think he'd be motivated enough to actually go out and try to, to expose, to do the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I'm tired. And this is already an established plot device with these movies. It's like, oh, Treadstone. Nope. Blackbriar. Oh, no. The big bad's down. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually the big bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's and just... now, now it even goes up. Now it's director of CIA. Mm-hmm. And now after this, if they do another movie, I hope they won't. Because I think they've already, you know, kind of trended downhill mm-hmm. with Legacy and then Jason Bourne. Now it's the director of uh, National Intelligence. I mean, how high are we going to go? presidency. Yeah, that's next. That's got to be next, right? I just... Uh... Now let me tell you, boys. I'm going to build a Jason Bourne movie that's so beautiful. You know what would have been a good... Uh, uh, I didn't mind the beginning. I didn't mind Nikki dying. Okay, that sets Jason over the edge. Jason, uh, you know, goes into rage mode. No, goes, he doesn't. Go, he, no, I'm, my version. Oh. Okay, he goes He goes after him to avenge Nikki's death. Not to find out about his father. Actually, this is a revenge part for Jason, okay? This is a new emotion that he's showing, mm-hmm. okay? He goes, he does all this. He finds out that this this uh, the CIA agent that is ended up helping him, right, was actually that little girl that he went to at mm-hmm. the end. And she has her own motivation for wanting to expose, okay? And somewhere along the line, maybe even Jason dies at the end. Right? I, I wouldn't care if he gets or maybe he just disappears like he did at the end of this movie. But something to continue the plot or leave it open to some kind of a future with this franchise. I don't see a future. I see the same thing that happened time and time again with aging actors just climbing their way up the corporate ladder to whoever's corrupt. Never ending black ops projects that are, you know, the, whatever they're going to call it next. Mm-hmm. But it's going to revolve around the same premise. Blue should, Yeah. Blue, <laughs> it's just the same thing. It's recycled, but those are the expectations that I went in with, and unfortunately, this is a movie that you turn your brain off and you just watch. And that's not an established trait of the Bourne movies. Right. Legacy got. I kind of even think, I kind of like Legacy even better than this movie, and that's saying something. Well, you know, because with Legacy, they were actually trying to go that direction with a new actor and actor and secure some kind of a future for the franchise. It didn't work out. But at least everybody was trying. At least they had their heart in the project. I don't think I can say that for this film. Yeah. But some of the visual sequences were good. Um, I enjoyed some of the fight, like I said, the back and forth. Um, there were some visceral moments where I was just like, ow, or ooh, or you know what I mean? I love the, the car chase on the strip in Vegas. Um, so there's nothing memorably, memorable to me in this movie, like in, in previous movies where you've had him fighting with a magazine. Or him just taking down the guys out of nowhere. Or crawling up a side of a building. (laughs) He picked up something in the sewer when he was fighting the asset. I don't remember what it was. It looked like a teapot. (laughs) Like one of those things you put on the stove. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a kettle. (laughs) Yeah, a kettle. Exactly. Uh He fought him with that. That that was about as close as it got. But it just... Um, This movie has no heart. Yeah, I, I think the the best way to describe it would be lackluster. I think it was just lackluster. It's not a blockbuster. It's a lackluster. <laughs> it's a lackluster. So. And that's really unfortunate with this movie. I was I've been hyped for this movie. Like I was excited for. This is the whole reason why we did the Bourne movies to begin with. It was like Bourne was coming back. It's like awesome. Right. I love the Bourne character. Yeah. But now, 
now he's more. If they do another movie, they're going to, have to do a lot to really reestablish me personally as a fan of the previous movies to why I should care. There was no born move me, born moment in this mm-hmm. movie, and so I was just looking for, for the it. music. I was looking for the sassy line. Right. I know what you mean. There's just it was missing so much that makes born complete, right? And again, it's, and the, it's very shocking. It's the same people. Yeah. The whole cast. And I bet with the next movie, it's going to be two bulldozers racing down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where it's getting to I at mean, this point. Or maybe they'll go maybe they'll go way back. Like, segues. They just, they tried to up their game, I guess, maybe. Just, they, they continue to climb that corporate ladder for the big bad. Or, you know, now it's on the strip in Vegas. The SWAT truck. How awesome is that? I don't think they need to even take it that far. I think you and I were both kind of looking for what made the Bourne movies great. We want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't need you to, to pull out all these, you know, unrealistic stops along the way. And I want to say this is that with this movie, it was good. It was fine. Yeah, it was good. I, You know what? If it, I would give it a 7 maybe out of 10. Yeah, I, I'd echo you there, 7. I, I mean, I'd watch it again. I watch all the Bourne movies again. I'll probably watch it again at some point. It's just not. And as a standalone movie, this might this might be a lot better as a standalone movie because maybe with people who haven't seen the other movies and they just go see Jason Bourne. Oh wow, this is really good. That mm-hmm. could be the case. I go in, you go in, with the expectation of, hey, I know what's come before this movie. I'm looking for the next chapter, and that next chapter really sucks. Well, you know what? Uh, my mother saw the movie, and and. I don't think she's seen any of the Jason Bourne movies. So what you And think? she said that it was good. She yeah. said it was pretty good. So there you go. For the uninitiated, for the people that don't have the backstory, maybe that's what they were trying to do is kind of do a, you know, bring it back into people who aren't in the know about yeah, who Jason Bourne is. You know what? That, that, that can be story-based. If you want to do that, that is something that you write for the story. The, the, the way that you film the movie should have remained the same for your fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For the people that did see the original movies. The people who know who Jason Bourne exactly. is. Exactly. So in that respect, take out some of the, the previous stuff and, and you know for the story to appeal to the mass audience. But keep your core filming sequences and the Jason Bourne-esque shots the same. Yeah. And you would have liked the movie a lot better. I know I would have too. Yep. Just one sassy line. That's all I was looking for. And I mean, so here's gotcha. the other. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Here's the other thing with this movie too is like, I can barely remember what happened in this movie. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I wasn't engrossed in the story, you know? Yeah. Like, there were finer plot points. I'm like, I don't remember. And I'd, I'm not like that. Like, I can remember a plot point. I can remember a beat. See what was happening and what led to what. And with this movie, just like, he was there. She got shot. The guy sniped him. The other guys died on the roof. Right. You Police can re- came. You can remember her death. Yeah. Right? But do you remember that because it's a character that's been constructed in the previous Bourne movies? It, she's a big character. She's I been in you, every Bourne movie with him before. And I and I bet you someone like my mother that hasn't seen any of these movies before did not care about Julia Stiles' character mm-hmm. and forgot after she died. Yeah. Forgot her after she died. So I can remember that moment, but that's based on the original movies. And I can remember the the strip uh, scene on the strip with the, the SWAT truck. Mm-hmm. And that might be more visual-based. None of this ties into the awesomeness that the plot should have been. And here's my other problem with this movie. So I remember that they did this. <laughs> should I get a list going? 
At the beginning of this movie, they made so many callbacks to the iconic sequences. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, remember this in this movie? Wasn't that great? Oh, this one was really good too. Oh, man. And you're like, you're getting pumped up because of that. But it never manifests itself in a way that's... You saw a better movie in that first five minutes with those flashback sequences than you saw with the remaining two hours. You mean where they showed scenes from previous movies? Yes! <laughs> that was the best part of this movie, was the previous scenes. Maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm got this all wrong, but I did not feel anything for this movie. I walked out of the theater saying... Those were fun. well. Those were comfy seats. I'm cool. I'm glad I got a chance to recline. And Maybe that was, you were too was pretty involved good. in your seating. And <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Did you go into a deep dream in that recliner? <laughs> Maybe. I just, I, I feel so bad that I don't like this movie as much as I want to. I hear you. Well, but you know what? Not a, they all can't be home runs because true. then you know what? Then we wouldn't have any home runs. Yeah. So I feel like I should go back and watch Supremacy just to. Remember that Jason Bourne that way. Problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but next week, we will be talking about an interesting movie. Suicide Squad. Now, this is something that they're doing to secure a franchise's future. They're going in these different directions. And this, mm-hmm. this could be really good. It could be really bad, though. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So, looking forward to see what they do with that. Get this Jason Bourne movie behind me and... Go to the theater for a third week in a row. Go into a theater. We did Star Trek, Jason Bourne, now Suicide Squad. I can't keep this up. Oh, man. If you keep going to these high, uh, fancy theaters, you're going to bleed nope. yourself dry. I'm planning on going to see a $6.50 showing there for you go. this movie. Because I cannot afford to go keep moving. It's just terrible. You know, and $20 for ticket, when I when you told me everything that happened before you told the price, I actually thought 30 in my head. Because I, I just think that it would have been that outrageous. So, I mean, you know, if you go see it at Carmike and IMAX 3D or whatever, it's about $14, mm-hmm. right? So, I guess that's almost like a 50% markup. Uh-huh. <sighs> well, 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 we saw, we came, we saw. And once again, we're in the same, like, spot that we were at the end of Ultimatum. Really? I think so. Well, what's de- what's changed? Nikki's dead. At the end of Ultimatum, you thought that those documents were leaked. You thought that Pamela Landy did the heroic thing and took care of all that stuff, right? Right. So you got closure from it, mm-hmm. and now you find out that you, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's still continuing. Mm-hmm. Jason's still out there. Yep. But Nikki's dead. You're right. Doesn't matter. And you always thought with Nikki. That she was something more to Jason in his past. Yeah. Like, you, you really don't remember, do you? Like, she had an attachment to him that has never and will never be explained. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he literally... I don't say this very often for characters because I can always come up with a few. He literally has no one. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no one out there that he can turn to that they can reference in these previous movies. Pamela Landy, she's still somewhere. That's, That's I mean, it. like, they didn't even care enough to bring her back for this. If they're going if they're going for a long, like, another trilogy, right? Like Jason Bourne, Jason Bourne Returns, Jason Bourne Rises. Son of Bourne. Yeah, it's like, exactly. If they're going for that, I didn't get that from this movie. This looked like a one and done, let's get the band back together, do one last hurrah, and, you know, just make some more money. But they didn't even hype it up to the point where it's like, this is the last hurrah. I didn't even feel like that. I was just like, let's just do another movie, make something. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll conclude our discussion of Jason Bourne. Obviously, Jay, Alex and I had some interesting takes on it. We're going to call me Jason there for a second? I, I was. Oh, man. Jason Bourne. I have been working out. <laughs> but uh, what were your takes? What were your thoughts? Are are we just a little bit out of line with what you thought with this movie? Let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Sith Nightmare. You can hit the show up on Twitter at Entertaining Pod. You can hit Alex up at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. And you can send us an email. That's entertaining at gmail.com. So, next week we'll be back for Suicide Squad. But until then, we thank you for listening. And we hope that you have been 